Yes. So we have some news. Yes. Breaking some, news. Some breaking news. Uh, some unfortunate news, but we have some news for you. All right. And I'll let Mr. Buddha, Shockley Buddha, break yes, it down. Yes, sir. Well, y'all, it's been two wonderful years chilling in the mobile man cave with the raw urban mobile podcast, meeting some awesome people, having cool conversations with some awesome people, you know, everybody ranging from musicians, artists, uh, pro athletes, uh, you know, movie star director, movie director, uh, business people and the works, you know, just go back and listen to the past episodes. But I myself, Chocolate Buddha, will be departing the Raw Urban Mobile podcast. And, uh, you know, I just got some other things I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to focus on and everything. So so it's, you know, it's just been a wonderful ride. But, you know, all good things come to an end. But the Raw Urban Mobile podcast will still be moving on without me. But it's been a pleasure it's been a blessing working with my man cliff uh you know through two awesome years you know ups and downs you know you know bumping heads a little bit but that's what fam do you know to make things right you know because we cared about the uh project and so uh yeah yeah i'm gonna be uh this is this is my last episode yes episode 75 this is chocolate buddha's last episode and uh you know you know to kind of Add on to that, you know, it's been a good two years. Uh, you know, when I started this podcast, I only had one person in mind as a co-host, and that was Shakti Buddha. So we made it work for two years. It's been two great years. The guests we've had on is just so diverse, so talented, and so inspiring, right? So, uh, yeah, please go back and listen to all of these episodes with shock and um yeah i will be moving forward with the podcast and you know i'll do some episodes by myself um, as the only host and i'll have some guest hosts okay so look out for some guest hosts uh, some other talented cool creative people in the international community who i'll have on to uh host the podcast with me all right. Um, yeah. Any other words, Shock? Any other parting oh, yeah. words? No, no. Like I said, man, you know, a lot of love to all the listeners and, uh, you know, big love going out to all the people that's, you know, set foot in the mobile man cave. Or as I sometimes said, you know, um, press their butts. We got a bunch of butt prints from over a hundred and some different people that sat in the man cave. And it just was a. Uh, pleasure you know being in their presence and you know just discussing all kinds of stuff you know you know everything from sex work to to uh marketing marketing to lgbt um issues and rights and to you know everything you know sports you name it you know we just had a fun time and hopefully it inspired a lot of people that was uh Basically, our goal was to inspire people, you know, to let them know that there's a community over here in the land of the rising sun. And, uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of opportunity over here for people that's got some skills and some talents and they want to, uh, you know, I would encourage them to come check out Japan, you know, and uh, the Tokyo community. 
it's it's vibrant it's awesome off the fucking chain and uh yeah and also if you're in town and you got some got some very interesting whatever's about yourselves who knows you might be a guest on the raw urban mobile podcast you know what i'm saying but other than that yes it's been a pleasure working with my man cliff and like i said meeting all these wonderful people but yeah it's time for a brother to just go in a different direction and it's all love and uh i will exit gracefully into it's doing some other things you know what i'm saying gonna miss this uh this pot this uh mobile man cave definitely yep and who knows you know maybe down the road i got some time maybe we'll 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 chop it up in the mobile man cave i'm gonna be working on the mobile man cave because you know one of my side hobbies is is uh you know just working on old school vehicles and stuff so yeah you know doing some other things and uh yeah like i said it has been a wonderful ride bumps and all it's been smooth and in closing i want to just say too that you know shock Buddha brought a personality that i think is unlike any other person so there's no replacing that you know there's no replacing that personality um he will be missed yes and, sir uh, you know the show will go on it will be what's the word i'm looking for the vibes will be yeah. a little different but uh you know we will still put out good content. Oh, and I'm totally confident of that. Cliff got Cliff Cliff got it going on, man. He he's going to he's going to he's going to bring a wealth of uh talented people here from the community, the international community over here in Japan, mostly in Tokyo, and uh yeah, you know, the legend will carry on. And you know, like I say, maybe down the road I might slip in and do a couple of spots with him, but Definitely. yeah, Definitely. you know, and I love representing Louisiana. Shout out to my little hometown Montpelier, Louisiana. Yeah. And yeah, 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 everything's good. You know what I'm saying? All right. Yeah. My brother, Shock, it's been a pleasure. Been a pleasure, my brother. Big hugs, big love to everybody out there in the universe. Peace, love. Y'all take it easy. Keep the chicken greasy. Chocolate Buddha, out. And here's episode 75. It's your global Japan fam, Daisha, and you are listening to the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast from my favorite corner in the world, Shibuya, Tokyo, Japan. All right, we're back. Another episode from Shibuya, Tokyo. It's the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. I'm Cliff. Chocolate Buddha in the house. Inside the mobile man cave, full of art, full of life, full of energy. Welcome, Tokyo. We love you. Back in Shibuya, our second home. Yeah, let's get the show on the road, my brother. Yes, and for new listeners, this is your first time listening to the podcast. We are a podcast that focus on the international community here in Tokyo. All right, we interview people from all walks of life, different countries, different backgrounds, ethnicities, sexual orientations. Yes, we interview all. We love all, okay? Uh, this is about giving many people voices, you know, a chance to speak, a chance to share their experiences um, as it relates to Japan and, and even outside of Japan as well. And uh, we have a awesome woman here on the podcast today with us and we'll have her introduce herself 
Hi, um, my name is Kayoko. I was born in Japan, and、um, somehow I wound up being a weight loss coach. My official title is called Prevention Obesity Health Coach, but I just call myself weight loss coach because it's much easier to understand what I do.、Um, <clears throat> the reason why I do what I do is、um, I struggled with my weight、uh, fluctuation for 10 years, and I just kept on thinking. Why I cannot lose weight? Why I keep on going back and forth, yo yo dieting all the time? And I realized that the key was actually in my brain. It's not just what I eat, it's not just about exercise, and it's really in my brain. And once I started working on my brain, and <clears throat> let's say I see this like an inspirational quote saying, Never miss Monday. Like, I have to go to gym every Monday. Otherwise, I would never lose weight. When I focus on that, it just didn't happen. But when I see quote like, love yourself,、um, self care is the、um, form of self respect,、mm-hmm. something like that, it really helped me to push myself. And I think so many people just focus on、um, just how we want to look. Um, and it's like, of course, that's how I started as well. But if you don't have any, anything else to support yourself, and then if you don't see this weight loss as almost like a part of self journey, like self development,、uh, you will definitely go back to original weight. And that's sort of my message. And <clears throat> excuse me. And then instead of like, You know, selling cookie cutter diet program. What I want to do is、uh, basically really having lots of conversation with my clients and then inspiring them and then lifting them up and then help them walk out my program as somebody new. And that's what I've been doing. Awesome. That was a beautiful introduction, self introduction. Nice, nice, nice. So you made an interesting <laughs> point. About so, you're, you're what you're saying is is that once you started seeing yourself differently from the inside out, that's when the change began. Yeah, definitely.、Um, you don't just gain weight or you don't just eat what you shouldn't be eating, that what you think you in your head. You eat it because there's some emotion attached to it.、Um, eating food is very emotional behavior. Like, we don't realize, you know.、Uh, in my case, it was very, I, I went through like a stressful situation and、um, I was eating and then drinking lots of wine. And I didn't realize that I was actually、um, doing all of that because I was so disconnected with myself and I was using all the stuff as a pacifier to soothe myself. And I was drinking all, all by myself at home, no problem. Like, because but that was my lifestyle back in New York as well. So、mm-hmm. I didn't see it as a problem. But once I lost weight, meaning once I get rid of all the stuff that didn't serve me, I didn't even drink a drop of wine at home, meaning I was really using it. You know,、mm-hmm. it's like a substance abuse, isn't it? And then food is the same thing. We use it. To do something about our emotions. Like, that's how I look at it. Great, great. So, well, once again, you know, Kayoko, thank you for that beautiful introduction. And your last name is Hira, Hirano, right? Yeah, Hirano. So, Kayoko Hirano.、Mm-hmm. So, this is how you became a, when you said weightless coach, right?、Mm-hmm. 
okay? You know, you had some issues with your weight and you realized um, that you needed to think about things a certain way to mm. to um, get your weight down and, and fix things. So first, I want you to take us back, right? That was a beautiful introduction. I want you to take us back to... T- tell us a little bit about your life in Japan. Where did you grow up? Yeah, sure. Um, I was born in a place called Kurashiki in Okayama. Um, <clears throat> it's a really peaceful place. Like I grew up feeling <laughs> almost nothing. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, yep, my parents feed me. Uh, I go to school. I come back. You know, and uh, but every chance I got. Well, okay, so my parents gave me three things when I was a kid: uh, English, piano, and calligraphy. And English was the only one that I really clicked. And um, <clears throat> every chance I got, like high school, could you send me to the States? University, could you send me to the States? But my parents just wanted me around, you know? Mm. And I, after graduating university here, I started working for this British company in Tokyo. And knowing myself, I thought, it's just like working for a Japanese company was not an option to me. Like, I don't think I can wear a uniform at at office. Mm. Uh, I don't want to make tea for guys just because they're guys. <laughs> you know, it's like it just doesn't make sense to me. And uh, so I chose this British company. And but... <laughs> Actually, as long as there are Japanese people, and I think it was like 90% Japanese people mm-hmm. in the office, right? And then it's basically the same thing happened. But what I'm proud of is that our generation of women was the first one to say, I'm sorry, we cannot make tea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that was a British company, so we didn't have to make tea for every single guy in the office. It was almost like, only when guests come, please, yeah. you know. Yeah. But then we refused. And we said, I don't think we're here for that. And then guides started making tea for themselves. So we sort of like, you know, made a little dent in the history. But then when I was 25, um, they were looking for somebody to send to a, a head office in the UK. And I'm like, oh, I want to go. And then... Um, I went to the interview with HR, and I was the only woman who raised a hand for the position. And as soon as I went in, the guy said, oh, well, surprised to see you here. Um, so, Kyoko-san, what's your plan with your boyfriend? That was the first thing that came out of his disguise mouth. And then that's when I knew that I'm not going anywhere. Wow. Yeah. And then um, a year later, it just like, you know, everything just kept on building up inside me. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I also, it's not like I have ever lived anywhere else, but I just knew that there's a better place, you know. Um, Maybe I was watching too much movies, (laughs) but, you know, um, and I just wanted to breathe. So I just didn't know where to go. I thought about France to learn the language, Mm. or I go to New York to uh, study photography, and I went. I saw the tuition and okay, I need a job. And I was lucky to find a job just like that. I typed a resume and then I got a job. And In New York City? Yeah. Okay. Before we get to New York City, I want to go back a little bit. So you said, so you moved to Tokyo from. Uh, when I was 18. 18 yeah. from, what's the name of the town again? I'm sorry. Okayama, Kurashiki, okay. yeah. Okay. So it seems like you already, 
you already knew that you didn't want to work for a Japanese company. <laughs> That's so strange, right? What did you learn prior to, you know, entering the professional work field? Mm -hmm. uh, what did you learn about or right. realize about Japanese society? Right. And, right. How, and how did you realize it? Right. I think um, this is the biggest gift from my parents, but for them, it's the biggest mistake they made because <laughs> they basically, uh, <laughs> you know, just it just kicked me out of this country because they gave me this gift of like their language called English, right? And it really opened up the world to me. Um, when I was in high school, I was such a nerd. Like when I have like spare time, I can really read dictionary. Like oh, that's wow. that's how observed I was. Yeah. And um, I watched uh, Top Gun like a hundred times, <laughs> you know. Shout out to Tom Cruise. Exactly. And um, yeah, by I guess like really by looking at all the things outside of the country, like I was never really, I guess, paying attention to what's going on like culturally in this country. I think it was enough for me, like just being here. And then my parents taught me a few things, right? And then my mom is like a very typical um, job. I mean, my parents are, but my mom basically really cares about what others think. You know, mm -hmm. and then that's very typical Japanese uh, psychology. And I was raised that way as well. And then that's the reason why I feel started feeling really suffocating. So and then I I guess I was looking at this world from that perspective a lot. Wow, I do this and I have to worry about what others think of me, you know, and it was just suffocating. Mm. Yeah. Now, did you, what kind of career did your mom have oh my mom yeah. um basically just like uh what is this stay-at-home mom oh, stay yeah home. okay and then she did a little bit here and there but yeah okay who told you about the whole making tea thing <laughs> like how, how did you is well, that, that just something that's something you, <laughs> you saw in like on tv on tv for sure yeah, okay gotcha. yeah but yeah. the thing is i have never heard of any woman complaining about it you oh, know really? wow. yes and then even like, you know, any sexual harassment in what well, happens in the office, nobody speaks up, right? Mm. And even my case, when I went to the interview for, you know, the spot in England, yes. if I don't talk about it, nobody knows, yes. right? And then I had a sense to think that this is wrong. But I do believe so many Japanese women would say, oh, well, my boyfriend, I don't know. And then just like, that's just like that, right? Mm -hmm. We are not trained to think what's right and what's wrong as a woman for women. So that's why there's lots of issues still going on. Like, we're not supposed to wear glasses to the office. Like, did you know that? Yeah, I heard, I've, <laughs> I've heard this. Yeah. And then the heels. And, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah right? So there was the, what, the kutu. Kutu movement, yeah. yeah. Where they were forcing women to wear yes. high heels. And, yes. then, and then they turn around and say... You're not supposed to wear glasses. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. And what was what's the reasoning behind? I that? don't know. Maybe it's not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I, like every time I see this stuff, I'm just like baffled. As it's pretty much like men deciding on how they want women to look in the office. But that's exactly what it is. It's it's no like logical explanation behind no, it. No, no. You know, it's not uh, any safety reasons or you know <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> safety reasons. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Well, you know, the world has always been male dominated. Mm. So therefore, men want to control 
things. And yeah, yeah that's yeah. So, but going back to your to your parents encouraged you to learn English. They or, didn't encourage me you, or anything. They just gave me stuff to do after school, I guess. Oh, so, you know? No, I mean, because I thought you mentioned that your parents uh, suggested that you yeah. learned English or something like that. Yeah, they just put me to this school, like where I can go once a, once a week. So they didn't realize that once you mastered this language, <laughs> yes. that you're gonna yes. open up this new world, yes, yes, yes. and you're gonna be like, uh, yeah. "Hey, you know, I, you know, I could really use this language," and uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, other than just reading a book and yeah. and yeah, oh, okay, yeah. okay. So they they they. They never encouraged you to like travel. No, no, to no, use no, this? no, 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 no. You just did this no, on no. your own. No, no. Every time I said I want to go, it's like why? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, and my mom still thinks that um, being an English teacher is the best thing. Like for me, yes, it's great, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it was not enough. Like I didn't feel that's enough for me. Like because English is just a tool, right? Yes. It's just so my mom thinks I'm wasting my life away. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Until mom sees that bank account. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, and she's saying it with confidence. Because yeah. I really plan to be um, sort of like, you know, become another sort of like, you know, mainstream diet program. Because the reason is... Japanese Oprah. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. Don't be ashamed to say that. Say, no, mom, I plan to be rich. I'm not. Hell yeah. I really have like a big vision for myself and I'm excited. Hmm. Yeah. So... So going, let's go to New York now. So you get to New York, you have a job. What kind of job is it? it I worked for a um, uh, this Japanese company um, who was trading like military aircraft parts back and forth to Japan and the States. Yeah. And sometimes uh, we bought material for the airplane uh, itself, you know, something like that. Okay. How was that? <laughs> Just, just that's another thing like so it was just a job for me okay. you know destiny yeah because you watch the damn movie top gun i'm picking up on things <laughs> yeah, exactly. you watch the movie top gun <laughs> and they were flying aircraft <laughs> right. which i used to be aircraft mechanic in the navy right, they're right. flying aircraft right now you're working for an aircraft company right all that stuff is starting to add up so true yeah cosmic it? how was new york let's not talk about the job how was new yeah. york <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wasn't going to get too deep into that. I was just, I just noticed the connection between yeah, yeah. the mm-hmm. Top Gun movie, English, then, you know, working for right. military. Well, I, yeah. I didn't say that because you said that. I was saying, because she was, I don't know, the vibes I got was that she didn't, she was like, oh, it's just a job. <laughs> so, yeah, it really was. I okay. mean. No, I was just, I was just bringing up the connection yeah. that I yeah, saw, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, you I got it. shit like yeah. that, you know, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, like New York to me, like as soon as I landed, I was like, oh. What a great country. Yeah. I can breathe. You yeah, know? Yeah. It's the type of place where you can walk around in pages and nobody cares, right? Yes. And then I actually had a cat with me, uh, brought from Japan. Oh, really? And I was like so nervous and then thinking that, oh my God, they're going to just hold me like in their office and all that. So I, uh, hello, <laughs> I have a cat. <laughs> I said, oh, look at the kitty cat. And that was it. Well, like, Im- like, immigration you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was like, oh, I love these people. Okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah. New York City, what year was this? I, it was actually, I went right after September 11. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And okay. then stayed there for six years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. So like what, this is like a couple months after? 
Not, not even actually, because I was really ready, and then and, and then were, they were, were ready to, you know, um, they were waiting for me. So yeah, I flew, and then there was actually nobody on the airplane. Wow. And I had the whole three seats all to myself with my, and I even let my cat out of the cage. <laughs> <laughs> I was just petting her. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would imagine right after nine eleven, nobody. Oh, wanted nobody to fly. wanted to fly that. Yeah. yeah. But not you. You were like, I'm going. Yeah. This is an opportunity. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. And then, so what, what happened to New York? Six years in New York, and then you come back to Japan, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, my visa expired, and I was, uh, uh, I, I guess the word engaged is the right word to use. I was uh, with this Canadian guy. Um, okay. So we had a choice of, like, you know, going to Canada to live together or come back to Japan together and then we decided that Japan is a place to go somehow okay. and um, yeah we were best friends and then came back here got married and then things really didn't work out well between mm. us and but like we said before it's a great experience yes. and we're friends now so I really have no regret yeah okay is he mm-hmm. still in Japan yeah he is okay cool. yeah all right and then so tell us about uh, Yakuzen what is Yakuzen? I just started learning about this mm-hmm. when, when you introduced it to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So Yakuzen is the name of the company uh, that I realized that that is just perfect for my concept. Okay. Yakuzen means medicinal meal, and uh, my concept is that if you come to me and saying that, oh, I'm taking these supplements, I'm taking this uh, medicine for my condition, this and that, this, this and that, my goal is. Not to lose weight. To lose weight is just a, a result of healing your body. And then to heal your body, I really want you to, I want you to realize that supplements is not really necessary. Food can really do much better job for you. Supplements doesn't work unless you're eating the right food. So without that, like you're just like going on a wheel like a hamster. And why I'm taking this medicine, I'm taking this like supplement, why it's not working. That's because your diet is not the right diet for you at this moment. You mm-hmm. know, that's my thing. I used to take, when I was overweight, I was taking um, meds for PMS. I had high blood pressure, which is like 180 high and 120 low. I'm glad I'm still alive. Wow. You know, it was coming from lots of stress as well. But yes. of course, weight gain doesn't help, right? Yes. And as soon as I lost my weight... It was all gone. I didn't have to take any supplements. And uh, 75% of women suffer from PMS. And this is not normal. We always give ourselves excuse for eating and binging right before the period. But that's really because your everyday diet sucks. And mm. that's something that I learned because I don't have any PMS, PMS symptoms now. I used to be an awful, scary woman. You know, oh, wow. when I was, Yeah. So Yakuzen is the name of your company, but Yakuzen is also a um, philosophy or... Right, uh, the word to uh, yeah describe that food is medicine. Food is medicine. Yeah, okay. and I totally resonate with that. Okay, wow. Yeah, that's an interesting concept that I've... Have you, have you heard of Yakuzen? I, I, I've never heard of Yakuzen, but yes, food is medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, can, you, you know, uh, now let me ask you, you say you were on high blood pressure medication. No, 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 I was not. Oh. Uh, yeah, I was on it like for a week and then I realized, like, okay, the, you know what? The medicine is not going to do anything for my body. Mm. I have to change from inside. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So 
I stopped. And then, so where were you prescribed this medication? In Japan or in America? Here, here. Oh, really? Yeah. So is because is, I know in the states they're quick to throw drugs at you. Mm-hmm. You, you, True. you know, you, I mean, if right. you've ever done any studies about right um, how they treat symptoms and this, that, and the other, right? But um, what? How about J- Japan? Do they have like a lot of people with high blood pressure? Even though you guys look kind of slim and mm-hmm. you got, you know, you guys live longer than anybody else in the world. Mm-hmm. What's the deal with the blood pressure situation here in Japan? Um, I have never seen a study of it, but uh, I do believe uh, that is an issue as well. But um, let's say our obesity rate is really low. Uh, that means the chances of us having a high blood pressure is low as well. But people's, like, basically it's a lifestyle, right? And then stress actually shoots up the blood pressure as well. So who knows what's going on with us, yeah. All right. Uh, let's let's talk about some misconceptions of Japanese food, right? Because obviously you said food is medicine. That's what yakuzen is. Um, you know, Japan has this reputation for, um, I guess, to the outside world of being healthy and food look, you know, looking and being healthy. Living here, I know that that's partially true, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there are some mis- misconceptions. So, are you willing to? talk about those yeah yeah like okay. what do you see though well you know like things like uh you know just when you, when you go to the kombini mm. you see all i mean there's a lot of sugary snacks mm. and there's of course there's ramen and fried chicken and so yeah yeah, yeah enlighten yeah. us about yeah yeah that like, <laughs> i don't know if i can enlighten you but yeah. <laughs> um okay so i had this client he came up to me and said i love japanese food but i'm not losing weight i don't understand <laughs> and it's like and that's what i'm talking about yeah exactly so <laughs> what are you eating oh i love ramen i love okonomiyaki it, okonomiyaki is like what 99 percent flour yeah. you know and then the salad with like all the sugary stuff and the fat and that's right? the uh, okonomiyaki is like what's the uh, english translation japanese, japanese pancake, pancake. Yeah. yeah which is not really a Exactly. Pancake, if you know. But anyway. <laughs> no, savory one. Yeah. So, um, and then gyoza, you know, like <sighs> if you, okay, so if you love gyoza that much, make it at home and make sure that it's healthy. But if you eat outside, uh, first of all, like any um, restaurant industries, they don't use like healthy fat for anything. They just go for cheap ones, right? And that's the cause of lots of inflammation. And then so many guys, like they they sort of don't have any choice but to eat um, outside for lunch, right? And maybe wives will make uh, bento sometimes, but mm. not really, right? Yeah. And then they have a stressful life. So um, basically stress and then food like that is going to really bloat your belly from inside. And then that's called the visceral fat. So... Um, Oh, I don't know where I'm going with this. No, I wanted oh, to talk about going. Japanese food. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Go back. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So those things, like the things that I just mentioned, mm-hmm. they're not the healthy food for you. Right? And it's funny how he thought <laughs> yes. that was healthy. So many people think that. Yeah. And then I'm really amazed that 
that brand called Japan can sell anything. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> that's what it is, right? Yeah. Well, I'm in Japan. I'm breathing this air. I'm going to lose weight. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, Japanese people look so healthy. Yeah, They're so yeah. slim. And, and then you feel like you're also slimming down by looking at them. Yeah. You know? Well, my wife, she does, uh, she has a lot of foreign clients, okay? And one of her clients, he, he comes to Japan maybe uh, two, three times a year. And she was telling me that the first time he came to Japan, like he was here for like a week, and pretty much all he ate the whole week was ramen. Oh, <laughs> yeah! So it's so he easy. He was just like so in love with ramen. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Well, let's bust a myth here. You know, ramen. Yeah, I know. Has all that salt, mm-hmm. soy sauce. Mm. I mean, even you know, because you know, we're encouraged uh, to drink the soup afterwards. <laughs> but that shit's got so much grease and oh, fat. Yeah. Yeah. And, if you're ready to die, yeah. yeah. And then I look back in the kitchen sometimes, and I see the way they prepare that stuff. It, it's, it's good. It's oishi, but at the same time, it's. Um, so I, I, I heard from Paul uh, Harvey, a guy that I used to listen to back in the 80s, and he said that actually stir-fried food is less healthy than a hamburger mm. because of all the additives and mm. all the soy sauce and all this, that, and the other. Also, Japan, also, w- w- what about the relationship with like things like the gout? Because my wife told me, she's Japanese, she told me, yeah, we have a lot of high blood pressure because of the eating and a lot of gout because of, you know, the high seafood consumption and all this, that, and the other. So um, break that down for us. <laughs> Basically, like nobody knows what moderation is anymore, mm. right? And then we got to drink lots of beer and just like... Yeah, the drinking uh, culture here. Yeah, yeah, it's nonstop, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, you're going to start showing lots of you know inflammation in your body. Mm. And let's say like... Um, I have clients with like autoimmune disease, like lupus, mm-hmm. or I had clients with PCOS, uh, diabetes, like all that stuff. Mm. It's all inflammation. So even the gout, like I had a client like that as well. It's all inflammation. And then if you don't realize that, and then you don't fix your diet, you will continue to stay where you are. And then you take your medicine, but you're not fixing from the root. So you will stay there. You know, mm. so so why are you know even with all that said, why are majority of Japanese still fairly mm-hmm. slim? Right, um, it's the mystery. Right, right. So just compare like rice and bread. Okay. Um, we are rice eaters. Okay. Although in 2011, uh, the government did a research and they found out that we are spending more money on the bread for the first time in history than rice. So things are changing. And then look at the obesity rate. It used to be 3.6, now it's up to 4.2. Okay. And the, once again, the gluten equal inflammation. And when you look at the Japanese food and then compare, okay, so take rice and bread. What do you eat with? It's going to change, right? Rice, it goes well with the miso soup, which is good for the gut. And then it goes well with like a stir-fried vegetables and then like a small portion of like um, protein. If you have bread, what do you eat? You're eating like maybe filet mignon, who knows, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the combination. Okay. And then <clears throat> this country is um, high in carbohydrates and then very low in fat, ideally, traditionally. That's why, like, our body doesn't flame up. 
But let's say ketogenic diet, high in fat, low in carb. So that's why our body can balance things out. But most of us eat yummy stuff, high in carb, high in fat, and high in sugar. All those things mixed together is Mm. a disaster for our body. And we don't realize that, you Mm. know? So back to, you know, uh, you mentioned about portions, right? Because I, I remember, you know, watching a CNN back in the 90s, and they were talking about the secret to Japanese being slim and <laughs> things like that was because of portion control. Yes. So do your clients, do you explain, I mean, um, do you uh, teach your clients about portion control mm-hmm. and the importance of it? Or? Yeah. But at this point, like, if you come to me, it's not about the portion anymore. Um, let's say, like, when I came back from New York, I was so angry at all the restaurants in Japan. It's like, how am I supposed <laughs> to get full from this? You yeah, know? Yeah. But then I got used to it, and then I realized that's definitely the secret of Japanese people staying slim. Because we know that's all we get, and we're used to it. And uh, I did actually a bulking uh and I stopped, and then now I'm cutting. So okay. um, you're actually looking at me at the biggest. <laughs> okay. And um, I really forced myself to eat a lot and then stretch my stomach. And then it was everything against my policy, mm. everything against I teach my clients. But I did it for an experience and because um, I wanted to help somebody who wants to do bulking in a nice, clean way, you okay. know? Anyways, so um, when you come to me, I would just say, it's forget about the portion. I think you already know what's a good portion is. And then <clears throat> it's what's what's crazy is that we have to count calories, otherwise we cannot control ourselves. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like nobody like let's say three hundred years ago, they didn't have to count calories. But now we have to because we don't know what's what's the portion is, right? Yeah. So I what I tell my clients is that are you hungry? Then eat. If not, it's okay to skip. And most of them say, but Kayoko, lunchtime and if I'm hungry. So it's okay. Mm. Be hungry. Mm. You know, mm. when is the last time you were hungry? Like really hungry. When I was a kid, um, I play after school and I was even feeling stomachache because I was so hungry. You know, mm. being an adult, I don't know when. I got so used to being full all the time. And then that's actually um, shortening our lifespan as well. Mm. Now, I'm not a nutrition expert, but I think I've heard that sometimes it's not good if you skip a meal because then <laughs> you're... Uh, what did you hear? Metabolism y- goes down? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there is a way to not to lower your metabolism is that really do fasting. Uh, the longer the period that you, that you don't eat, the better. Okay. You can prevent a lowering of uh, metabolism. Okay. But if you, let's say you, <clears throat> so um, this is what I did to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped eating at 6 p.m. every day. And when I was like just doing whatever I wanted, I thought those people crazy. Like who stops eating at 6? Like that was like, you mm. know, my thinking. But I've done it. And then I ate only at 10 a.m. the next day. That's like, you know, the intermittent fasting. So that's like 16 hours of fast but we have to rest our body and then that really worked for me yeah okay. and then by doing that you don't lower your metabolism um okay. and then you don't uh, lose muscle either fasting is really a muscle sparing yeah gotcha. is it possible to be big and healthy 
Do you have oh, big clients? Okay. You know, like big people. But still healthy inside, you mean, right? Healthy inside, yes. Right, right, right. I wonder about it. Mm. It's just probably it will catch up on you because, like, like I said, if you have like a big belly, that means like your visceral fat is really high. Uh, and the, what it is is that those fat is actually pushing away all the organs in your body. And then uh, those, that fat is a cause of like heart disease, uh, stroke, um, and of course diabetes. You know, I think it's going to catch up on us. Yeah. Are there, um, before we kind of move on, are there any other misconceptions about Japanese food you want to kill? I just I just like killing misconceptions. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> misconceptions. Uh, like really, like you have to choose what to eat. Okay. You know, um, just living here, and then if you lose weight, mm-hmm. and if you know, like you're coming from outside of Japan, mm-hmm. you've been just lucky, and you know you're in- intuitively choosing what's good for you. Mm-hmm. But most of us, like uh, because we love finding food, right? Mm-hmm. It's tasty, and let's say katsu curry. You yeah. know, but that's the fried pork, deep fried pork with a curry and the rice. Um, what makes us fat is the combination of a carb and then fat. So that's like a fat bomb, like seriously, yeah. Yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> so like that's Japanese food. We invented it, but yeah, no, stay away. So katsukare, uh, ramen, uh, mm-hmm. what else you talked about that was? How about sushi? Yeah, sushi. Yeah, sushi. That's, I, I, I know. Actually, Even though we don't talk no sushi temples and shrines and shit in here, but I like to, you know, what about sushi? Is there a misconception that, hey, sushi sushi is healthy? Yeah. And then I say it is. Let's say um, sushi was used to be um, actually, a, what is it, a fast food for people in Edo period. You know, when they're hungry, they just eat a little bit and then on the go. You know, um, that's how it was used. But now we eat in a big portion. We sit down, enjoy our meal, and then sushi is an experience now, right? But when you look at it, what's there? Just carbohydrates and protein. There's no vegetables. Like if you don't really force yourself to eat something, right? And um, But what I can tell you is that Again, sushi is, I mean, like uh, rice itself is much healthier than uh, any bread or flour. Um, because like uh, to cook rice, we only use water. To make bread, what goes on is like a uh, lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. And then there you go. There is this uh, formula of fat and flour again, fat and sugar there. But um, And then when it comes to sushi, once you put vinegar into food, the glycemic index goes down. So white rice is like spikes insulin up to like 99. But uh, when it comes to sushi, I think it was around like 69, something like that. So it really helps you uh, regulate your blood sugar level. So in a sense as well, um, it helps. And then what's good about Japanese food is that it goes well with the tea, not diet Coke, okay. you know? Gotcha. What would you... What would be your advice for a single man or woman, uh, foreigner in Japan, uh, who doesn't have uh, the luxury of having someone make them bentos every day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. What What would you What would be your advice in like navigating Japanese society and far as you know with foods, shopping for the right foods or eating the right food? Right. Um, I said just don't aim high, you know, like a lunchbox, bento does not have to be 
amazing all the time, right? Mm. It doesn't have to be Instagram worthy. <laughs> um, we, you can really put a few ingredients in a container and then bring it for yourself. Then it really, you don't have to go anywhere to eat, mm. right? Um, and also, just don't get lazy. It's your body. Without your body, you cannot do anything. So, and then educate yourself that once you go out and eat, mm. what you're eating is may look healthy, but it's really not. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. all for oil. Yes. You know, that's really the biggest thing. Yeah. So, ho- hope you guys hear that. Don't don't come here, move here, and eat sushi. Uh, three. F- not for sushi. I meant to say ramen, three <laughs> four times a week. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not a uh, yeah. It's not a good way to go. It tastes good though. It's uh, I love ramen, but yeah. honestly, like yeah, I can't. It's not I, worth it. Yeah, I I can't eat it. Like I would probably say I eat ramen maybe once every couple months. Mm. You know, that's moderate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Ah, uh, maybe about four times a month or something like that. Mm. But also, I noticed because I came over here in 1980. Right. And I noticed that, you know, back then there weren't any escalators in the train stations. People walked a lot more. Mm -hmm. Even Japanese women had bigger muscular calves (laughs) than men did back in the day. You know, because me and my friends, he's why these little slim women, why these little petite women got such big calves? Even the guys. And uh, but I think that a lot of it had to do with they they walk they use their body a lot more. Now you have escalators and elevators. People used to walk upstairs a lot because the train stations, the construction has changed mm. a lot. Mm. So I noticed you talking a lot about food, but what about you know you were mentioning lifestyle? A, yeah, lifestyle. Mm. But you were mentioning back in the day with sushi, those guys just ate a little bit and they were always on the mm-hmm. go because they didn't have taxis, mm. they didn't have all these conveniences and this, that, and the other. So when people come to you, do you give them? You only give them advice about dieting. Mm, no, it's and then of course like that's like a basic, a basic. And How then, about exercise? Right. Uh, when it comes to exercise, like that's like another misconception I wanted to talk about. Okay, um, yeah, it's really not necessary. Like you cannot out train your bad diet. And, you know, um, the combination of like exercise and a diet that works uh, and without changing your diet. And then if you want to lose weight, you have to be in your 20s. Like if you are over 30s, mm-hmm. your metabolism is going down like really rapidly yeah. and then your hormones changing. And then if you don't change your diet and if you keep on going to the gym and you're not going to see the result. Mm-hmm. Um and then your your lifestyle is changing as well. You have family, you have more stress mm, rather than work. The, right? Yeah. So it's really not about the exercise. And then I have done it. Like, okay, I'm going to lose weight. And I sign up at the gym. And then I don't even go for a year. And I finally give up. I say, okay, you know what? It's, it's not worth it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Another misconception. What about the numbers on the scale? Mm. Uh, I don't look at the number on a scale. I mean, like the weight itself, but mm-hmm. I do look at the number of visceral fat and then uh, body fat. Mm. And I want to bring them down. And then if we work on a visceral fat, that um, body fat will come down as well. And how do you take your visceral fat? Through clean eating. Okay. Is there any such thing as height and weight? Are uh, you know like let's say if you're six feet tall you're supposed to weigh this much, mm. or if you're 
or five feet tall, you're supposed to weigh this much. Is there any such yeah, thing? Yeah, so something like that and then the number and a BMI, you know, those things, yes, we can use it as a guideline. But first, you got to look at yourself and then is there anything you can grab? You know, mm. if you're a man, you don't really accumulate any um, fat under the skin. Not, not many will do. Mm. If it's happening, it's really you're at like a sort of late stage of like obesity. Mm. Uh, men would start seeing their belly like really, you know, mm. uh, looking like a pregnant woman, yeah, right? So don't forget about the man boobs. <laughs> yes, yes, that's another one. <laughs> How can one. I get rid of my man boobs? Yes, I boobs. know. I know, I know. Yeah. Really, through dieting, you don't have to go to the gym. Like, you can work on your body, mm-hmm. you know, for the time that you actually lose your body fat. But by doing 1,000 crunches, you're not going to lose weight. you got to eat right and then shred it. Like... I don't know if you've seen my pictures on my Facebook. Yes, I did. Like, I saw uh, that six-pack. Yes, six-packs. I That six-pack, I built it when I was like probably 25 years old. <laughs> okay. It was there waiting for me. All I have to do was eat right. Well, okay. everybody's got a six-pack. You just yes. cover it with fat, right? Exactly. Oh, okay. So no point. I mean, I don't say no point. But let's say your body fat is for woman 25. Mm-hmm. And then for men, it's, I think it was 18. And then it gets difficult to lose weight just through dieting. So then definitely um, do something. And then for me, it's the weightlifting. Mm. Yeah. Even when you're like, you know, high in body fat, please do something, but keep on stimulating muscles so you don't lose them, yeah. you know, in the process of dieting. You know, I had a friend, uh, I have a friend, shout out to Brandon. He's in uh, Hyogo. He, used, he recently retired from boxing, but... I remember one day I sent him a message because I was looking at his pics and he had this, you know, ripping six pack. And I was like, man, I was like, you must do a lot of uh, crunches and stuff. And then he's like, yeah, but he was like, you know, it's, it's mostly the diet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? He's got it. Yeah. It's, yep. it's not really so much of the crunches, but it's yeah, definitely. how you eat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember this one guy, his quote, because he's got a amazing six pack like i really care but anyway <laughs> i remember his quote he said six pack starts in the kitchen definitely yeah oh. but you gotta build it in the gym that's it okay. or you can cr- do the crunches in the kitchen you know <laughs> what Whatever. about my six pack that's in the refrigerator <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, saving it for a good time huh that's yeah. the six pack i'm most familiar with <laughs> well after a few bouts with the gout i just decided to give up beer but you know what's interesting about japan did you know this I think I'm going to surprise you with something Yes. that you don't know about in your own country. Of course, there are tons uh, of them. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm going to surprise you. I had the gout. I used to have experiences with the gout until I changed my diet, right? hmm And uh, my wife told me, they say, they have this beer called Pudding Thai or Pudding Thai. Ah, Pudding Thai. Yeah, yeah Pudding yeah, Thai yeah. beer, yeah. which is low in purines. Yes. Because if you, you know, of course, if you're a gout sufferer, you, you, you know, you'll know about uh, uric acid and all that, you know, high purine food and everything. And I was like, man, they got beer for gout. Man, they're just not giving up on getting us drunk. <laughs> so that was my excuse for continuing to drink beer until the gout. I was like, well, that didn't work because my foot is big as a football again, but... Mm. So did you mm. know that? Print I, yes, sorry. <laughs> but that's another thing, right? Like you want to be healthy, but you just don't want to give up on something like, you know, yeah. those things. And then and then the, all the corporations know about us, right? And then they <laughs> take advantage of us, our yeah. psychology. Exactly. So 
Coca Cola will be there for the rest of our, I don't know, human history. Yes. You know,、yeah. what do we do about it, right? Yeah. All right.、Um, is there anything else you want to share with us? What do you do for、us? exercise? Exercise, I really totally recommend uh, uh, weightlifting. Not I mean for you. What do you、uh, do?、Uh, yeah, that's what I do weightlifting.、Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I used to do like、uh, cardio. Um, but then I learned a lot about it, and I realized that weightlifting is the way to go for my bone density,、uh, hormone balance.、Um, it's just、uh, doing cardio is, is not going to cut it, you know? Oh, okay.、Mm. okay. How about yoga? I, d- I love yoga.、Oh, yeah, That's yeah, just yeah. for my mental health, yeah, yeah, not yeah. to lose weight. You cannot lose weight from yoga.、No. Oh, I. Yeah. Kind of disagree with you. But then again, it had a lot to do with my dieting, too. Because、mm-hmm. I lost 50 pounds when I started practicing yoga.、Oh, But、great. practicing yoga, yeah, you know. Yeah, that changed you from inside. Absolutely. Because,、mm-hmm. and, and I love her concept. Because when I was practicing yoga, I used to drink energy. I was over 300 and some pounds, right?、Mm. And I used to, 147 kilograms to be、mm. exact. And I used to drink a lot of energy drinks because that's what I needed to keep my energy as a middle aged 300 pound guy, right? And so, after I started practicing yoga and all the deep breathing and all the benefits, I found out I didn't eat the energy drinks. So, I gave them to my other fat middle aged friends. Damn, I hope I didn't pass、uh, in the poison. Yeah, yeah, I didn't pass the poison. Well, I did, but you know, they take freebies. But anyway, I just noticed that when you were talking about changing from the inside out,、uh, that's what yoga did, and that's how I lost the weight. So,、mm-hmm. but not yoga alone. It's、yeah. just. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I did yoga. That's why I lost weight because I was able to feel calmer. Not、mm. because of the exercise itself, not because I was burning some calories through yoga, you、mm. know? Wow. Yeah.、Mm. Yeah. I didn't realize that.、Mm. Cool. All right. So before we get out of here, let everyone know how they can re- you know, reach out to you, get in contact with you for、mm-hmm. your services. Mm-hmm.、Um, I have this business site、uh, on Facebook,、okay. and I appeal to change my name to Yakuzen, but they refused, so it's called a change. Okay. okay. <laughs> but, anyways, you can just reach me out on my private page, Kayoko Hirano, and I'm wearing a red、uh, dress, red jacket. Okay. Yeah. Any other、um, Oh, sites, and then、so? the Instagram,、um, Yakuzen Therapy.、Yeah. Okay. And then it's brand new. Okay. I made it just for this. Okay. <laughs> And、cool. I'm going to work on it.、Yeah. Yes. Remember, guys, she said Yakuzen, not Yakuza. I know, but Yakuzen <laughs> is a new Yakuza. Really? Okay. <laughs> yes. It's the diet Yakuza. I'm going to conquer the world. She's going to conquer the world. She's sending、yes. out diet、yes. gangsters. <laughs> exactly. Look out, McDonald's. Yes. They're、right. criminals, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, thank yeah, you. Thank you so much.、Right? Yeah. Kayoko, appreciate you. I appreciate you both. Chilling here in the Mobile Man Cave. What do you think about the Mobile Man Cave? I love it. I wish、mm. this was my car. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll sell it to you for the nice low price of <laughs> priceless. I can't let it go. You come with it, right? I come with it. <laughs> <Yeah> . <laughs> I bet.、Uh, I got to talk to my wife. <laughs> no, but、uh, yeah, I'll come with it. I'll be your driver. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, while, drive, you, while you're、I、back、drive. here talking to clients, I'll be driving. Oh, that's great. Eat a big ass burger. No, Mobile just... diet coaching. Yeah. Oh, we might have something going. Fist bump. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, Yaku- the Yakuzen Mobile. Yakuzen、yeah. Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you.
Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Kayoko. Thank you so much. It was really fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Peace out. All right. Royal Urban Mobile Podcast from Tokyo. Love y'all. Hey, this is Cliff of the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. If you like the show, follow us on Instagram or Twitter. And you can listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. If you would like to leave a comment or ask a question, shoot us an email at rumptokyo at gmail.com. R-U-M-P Tokyo at gmail.com. See you next episode.